guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Today, guys, I'm going to share with you a very interesting piece of research that I came across while doing research for my other projects, like specifically with supermarkets and helping them to help you identify foods as better for you or you know, not so good for your foods. Um, so I came across this research from Food and Agriculture um, Agricultural Organization uh, that is a part of United Nations. So this uh, uh, organization does a lot of research and analysis uh, about food, food system, our agriculture when it comes to human health and um, planetary health as well. So this document is about uh, ultra-processed foods, diet quality, and human health. The interesting uh, detail or the, inter- the interesting part about this piece of research, or better say, I guess, analysis, is that they, uh, d- they present the division of foods into different food groups based on their procession, or basically the way they are processed, uh, because from all the data and research and analysis that they uh, came across, um, it seems that the the way of the way we process our food and food products will determine the healthiness or unhealthiness of those different foods, and so basically, the less processed foods are, the better they are for our health, and the more processed foods are, the less healthy they're for us. And there are quite a few interesting points that I will share with you as we talk about this report. So usually, you know, you might hear that foods are divided in based on their uh, carbohydrate content or fat content or proteins or um, sugars added or um, all these different substances in foods, right? But this specific report divides food based on the way they are processed. And so to give you an idea, a better idea of what I'm talking about, first group, for example, includes unprocessed and minimally processed foods. And so unprocessed foods, there is a definition in this document, by the way, you will be able to find this document uh, following the link in the show notes. So unprocessed foods. Edible parts of plants, fruits, seeds, leaves, stems, roots, tubers, or um, animals, mussels, fat, eggs, milk, and also fungi, algae, spring, and tap water. And then in the same group, they have minimally processed foods or uh, foods that were basically changed by mechanical processes, even though these days they still happen uh, more often on an industrial level. But those processes are kind of the processes that we can do at home or at least can imagine. So those are uh, removing um, inedible or unwanted parts of plants or animals, drying, powdering, squeezing, crushing, grinding, uh, steaming, poaching, bowling, roasting, pasteurization. Well, that is not really a home thing, but still chilling, freezing, uh, placing in containers, vacuum packaging, and non-alcoholic fermentation, basically something like making yogurt or your sauerkraut, right? And uh, all these methods methods without adding salt, sugar, or different oils and fats. And 
to qualify for this group unprocessed or minimally processed, there is nothing that that is added to those foods to change um, somehow their qualities, their flavor, or the way they, they are metabolized by our body. Um, the only things that might be added to this group uh, into the foods in this group are um, minimum amount of natural preservatives to make it last longer, but no um, radical change in flavor, taste, or eating experience. So those here you will find your fruit, your vegetables, but also things like crushed, I don't know, almonds or dried fruit or all natural, nothing added or removed juices. Uh, and then mushrooms, poultry, um, all the herbs, all the spices. But again, the main, um, the main, I guess, I don't know, distinguisher of the foods in that group, in those two groups, unprocessed, minimally processed foods, are that there is nothing added to them and they're not changed in a very radical way to change the eating experience. And those are the foods that we usually would use for cooking. And then the second group, group processed culinary ingredients or substances obtained directly from group one foods or those unprocessed foods. Um, from group one foods or from nature by industrial processes such as pressing, centrifuging, refining, extracting, or mining. Um may contain some additives that prolong product duration. So here you will find vegetable oils crushed from seeds, like olive oil, also nuts, fruit, butters, um, what else, lard obtained from milk or pork, sugar and molasses obtained from cane and beet, honey, um, basically, all the ingredients that are still natural, you know, they're not, they were not chemically created or altered to a huge degree. They were just squeezed or uh, crushed. Uh, and also, here we will find salt or sugar, um, salted butter, you know, things things that are used as natural ingredients when we cook. Then there is third group, processed foods. And it's not as, ba as bad as it sounds, because processed foods here are defined um, as follows. Products made by adding salt, oil, sugar, or other group two ingredients to group one. Basically, in group three, processed foods, it's the unprocessed or minimally processed foods that come from nature, we add to them salt or sugar or some honey or some oil for cooking or maybe, you know, making into a ready-to-eat food. And that's going to be processed food. Uh, and here you can find canned or bottled vegetables, legumes in brine, salted or sugarated nuts and seeds, um, salted, dried, cured, or smoked meats and fish. Here you'll also find freshly made unpackaged breads and cheeses. And for example, processed foods, you know, when it comes to things like breads or cheeses, um, they are different from the next group, ultra-processed foods, uh, in a way that there is nothing um, 
unnatural about the way they are made. So they are still made in more of a like handmade way, if it makes sense. There are no like bulking agents or flavorings or emulsifiers. So bread in this processed food category can be made only using things like water, salt, um, flour, and yeast or something like that. You cannot find like 10 other ingredients that you can't even pronounce, right? And that's the difference. And cheeses in this group also. It's something that is made um, via natural fermentation, not some cheese-like product that is made with a lot of different stuff that you have that you don't have in your kitchen. And then there is a group of ultra-processed foods. So those are the ones that made with hydrogenated oils or protein isolates or... Um, flavor enhancers, uh, colorings, emulsifiers, sweeteners, thickeners, anti-foaming, bulking, carbonating, gelling agents. So all this stuff that you wouldn't find in your kitchen. And also the way food is processed in this category is not something you'll be able to do at home. Uh, the substances are either created in a lab completely or changed on a submolecular level. So the kind of processing you wouldn't be able to even imagine, really, unless you're in food industry, leave alone, make it happen in your kitchen. So that is the, uh, I guess, the most defining feature of those ultra-processed foods. They are made in a way to, um, uh, let me actually read to you, better definition. Processes and ingredients used to manufacture ultra-processed foods are designed to create highly profitable products, low-cost ingredients, long shelf life, uh, convenient, ready-to-consume, hyper-palatable products, uh, liable to displace freshly prepared dishes and meals made from other food groups mentioned earlier. So here you will find all your um, soft drinks, sweet and savory packaged snacks, chocolates, ice cream, mass-produced packaged breads and buns, margarines and other spreads, cookies um, made uh on an industrial level with all these you know ingredients that you don't have in your kitchen. Like different cereals and um breakfast items that, again, made in this other way. Um, fruit yogurts that have a lot of different flavorings and substances, again, that are not natural. Um, many pre-prepared, ready-to-heat products, including pies and pasta and pizza dishes, uh, poultry and fish nuggets and sticks, sausages, burgers, hot dogs, and other reconstituted meat products and powdered and packaged instant soups, noodles, and dessert. Also, in this category, guys, you will find infant formulas um, and other baby products and other health and slimming products such as replacement shakes or powders. So, after processed foods, uh, it's not just foods made, you know, it's not just junk food. Actually, uh, protein shakes or all a lot of those vegan substitutions, they are also ultra-processed foods. And so, guys, to kind of shorten it, there are four, group, four food groups according to this division. Uh, group number one, unprocessed or minimally processed, 
those are basically the foods that you will find as close to their natural state as possible. But also um, when you grind them or like, you know, squeeze them or cook them or poach them, anything that is made without addition of salt, fat, uh, sugar, or anything else, really. Those are the ingredients that we would find in our kitchen and use them for cooking. Then number two group is culinary ingredients of natural origin. So those are your um, natural fats and salt and sugars made by natural processes of like extraction or crashing, not like high corn fructose syrup that, that is more of a um, submolecular industrial process that we wouldn't be able to do like ever. And then the next one, group number three, processed foods, are foods from group number one on processed foods. Then we add culinary ingredients and we get this group number three um, that represents still good quality foods. Like, for example, you will find canned fish there. And I personally am a huge fan of canned fish, but it's still a little bit more processed than, let's say, fresh fish than where there is no salt, nothing added, right? So processed foods are actually still quite good. Uh, and then ultra-processed foods, those are foods that we should really stay away from. Those are the foods that uh, are made with ingredients that we wouldn't recognize as human beings, like our grandma wouldn't recognize them. Also, they're made with processes that are either impossible to do in our kitchens, or they're even hard to imagine. Like they usually modify foods on a submolecular level, and those foods cannot be made by simply squeezing, crushing something, right? And here you will find all the bulking agents, emulsifiers, and uh, colorings and flavorings. But also, um, I just want to. I just want you to pay attention to this aspect of this ultra-processed food that uh, it, it's not just junk food. Those are also maybe your favorite keto bar that has a lot of ingredients that have nothing to do with simple foods or your meal replacement shake or like Soylent, for example, right? Um, what else? Like different uh, fitness bars or a lot of also breakfast items and again, baby formulas. Like all of these are ultra-processed foods. And what all the analysis shows uh, done by Food and Agriculture Organization of United Nations is that the more of ultra-processed foods a uh, different population group has, the more health problems that group would have, like obesity, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and other metabolic diseases, um, gut issues, depression, mortality, frailty, um, cancers. So, the main takeaway is we need to focus not on carbs or fats or calories, but on eating more unprocessed foods. And in some way, figuring out how you can eat cooked foods without addition of all these ultra-processed foods and ingredients. And so what I really loved about this division is that uh, it puts all the 
meal replacement stuff in that category too, making it clear that it's not okay to eat fitness bars for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or uh, have a meal replacement drink all the time instead of some of your, you know, breakfast or lunch or dinner. It's not okay. It's not human food. It's still ultra-processed foods. And the same goes for a lot of those vegan burgers of new generation uh, that Impossible Foods uh, make and a lot of other companies make these days. It is still a highly processed food because it usually would contain different like soy isolate or hydrogenated something, you know, or some agent to preserve it. Like that is still a ultra-processed foods, even though it might be vegan. Um, and from my personal experience and with, you know, working with a lot of clients, uh, it's really clear that the more unprocessed and minimally processed foods we have, the better we feel and look. And so my advice, guys, to you to make it really simple, well, check out this link and look at the list of these foods. It's really, it's it's not a big table. It's like one page. Just look at that and see uh, what percentage of unprocessed foods, ingredients, processed foods, ultra-processed foods you have in your diet. And so the first step to improve your health and your weight uh, long-term is to get as close as possible, uh, you know, as often as possible to those ultra, no, to those unprocessed, minimally processed foods with addition of some culinary ingredients for cooking. So the closer we get to that, the healthier we're going to get and the easier it's going to be for us to maintain our health and ideal body weight. That's, you know, all of my experience uh, also and personal too. It confirms that finding. And it's a really nice system to separate foods that are better for you and that might not be such a great idea. And also a great way to separate foods that we need to consume daily on a regular basis and foods that you might have sometimes, but they're not something to have on a regular basis. Um, and then for weight loss, guys, I would go a little bit further if weight is something uh, over maybe urgent issue or an important issue for you right now. So I would go even further and eliminate anything that might be powdered or squeezed like juice, for example, powder, meaning something like flour um, that, you know, bread is made of or pasta is made of. I would eliminate all the juice stuff and stick with whole foods that require proper chewing. So, uh, you know, you probably can really easily distinguish or find those foods like, you know, vegetables uh, steamed or sauteed or baked or roasted or grilled. You still need to chew them. The same with meat and fish and other products. But things like um, nut butter, you don't really need to chew. You can just swallow it pretty comfortably. Or even though, you know, it's minimally processed food or things like what else is there? Uh, that you don't have to chew, or milk, or yogurt. They are totally fine, but if you want to lose weight, I would probably go without those foods that require very minimum chewing. So chewing is the key here. The more you stick with foods that that are that require a lot of chewing, the leaner you're going to be. Like, believe me, guys. Uh, so instead of almond butter, 
almonds. Like, try swelling almonds without properly chewing them. It's probably going to give you quite some indigestion. <laughs> um, and for for those of you guys who right now want to lose some weight, anything with added caloric ingredients, even though all natural, also need to be monitored. Anything needs to be monitored. So um, what I mean by that is uh, any oils, fats, um, sugary items that have calories and are added to those minimally processed foods or unprocessed foods, I would watch those. Salt, not so much, unless you have uh, health problems like your um, blood pressure or something wrong with your kidneys. Um, basically, if you have some metabolic issue, salt might be an issue, um, a lot of it. But for the rest of, of you, salt is not an issue. It might make you thirsty, but that's about it. Uh, but added caloric ingredients, even though they might be completely natural, like olive oil, right? They need to be watched for weight loss stage. So again, I would look at this document, focus on unprocessed and minimally processed foods. Um, again, look at the document. It's like the actual table in section two with the uh, division of these foods that is really tiny. Anyhow, so I would stick with unprocessed and minimally processed foods. And for weight loss purposes, I would go even a little bit further and eliminate anything that is powdered, juiced, and made into a substance that require no chewing. And then I would watch substances, especially uh, that taste sweet and different fats, with, um, you know, calories and just use the amount that I need and the rest of the stuff get from whole foods. So think like avocado instead of avocado oil, eating olives instead of olive oil, eating almonds instead of almond butter, this kind of thing that I'm talking about. And that's about it, guys. I just wanted to share with you what I learned for this document. And I believe our supermarkets, we need a society to adopt this system of division of groups. And I'm thinking about introducing traffic light system. They, I think they tried it in some countries, but maybe they didn't quite try it in a right way because there is, you know, one way or the other way and every way works differently a little bit. Um, so traffic light system, you know, green foods are unprocessed or minimally processed. Yellow foods are culinary ingredients and processed foods, but processed in still natural way. And then red ones are those ultra processed foods. So that's the kind of division I would love to see in all of our supermarkets. So we have an idea what should um what should make the majority of our food and what should be avoided, you know. So we have all the green foods and then we have less of yellow foods and red should be avoided as much as possible. So that's the kind of solution I'm looking to introduce into our supermarkets. Um, anyhow, guys, that's it. So check out the link in the show notes. Stick with those unprocessed, minimally processed foods cooked with some culinary ingredients. And believe me, guys, over time, you're going to feel and look better than you ever did. And plus, guys, it will be so much easier to regulate your appetite, your blood sugar, your natural hunger. Because, you know, uh, even though you might be eating, like, I don't know, protein bar or a keto bar or something, uh, it might have, it might ha have, like, 
low carbohydrate count or something is something else you know in that realm or a lot of protein but it's still highly processed foods and it's not gonna make you feel as satiated as whole foods would and the way um the amount of hunger or satiation that you experience on a regular basis it has a lot to do with your cravings and body weight and at the end of the day your health too so just keep this in mind guys thank you for tuning in thank you for listening have an awesome weekend share this episode with one another person talk about it learn from it if you have any questions feel free to reach out and guys As usual, till next time, eat better daily.